Good morning, everybody. Yeah. Good, morning. Good morning. Hey, we can all three Yay, of us do it. We all have mugs. Ella, you brought a mug. Well done. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have almost got matching mugs too. I mean, they're, they're like different. Yeah, very close. Yeah. yeah. And I'll let you in on a little secret, a uh, little behind the scenes, you know, ruining the magic. It's not even a hot drink. But I didn't want to be left out of the mug. <laughs> so I just grabbed a mug off the shelf and put some water in it. Uh, wow. So I feel so betrayed, Kirk. Scrambling to get in. Every other week it's been a hot drink, but not this mm. particular week. Good morning to you watching out there on YouTube. Hopefully you are able to watch it live, but we do know that plenty of people do catch up. So it's great to have you with us if you're catching up. Uh, but if you are live, we'd love to hear from you in the chat of this particular discussion. Because as we go through today's passage, which is Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through to 11, I would love to hear your thoughts and your questions. Andy's going to be monitoring that chat for us today and including your thoughts and your questions as we go through. So um, as we discuss the Bible today and as we start our day with Jesus, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so chuck it in. If you're unfamiliar with uh, YouTube chat, it is reasonably easy to set up, especially if you have a Gmail account. Uh, so maybe you want to even just take a minute to do that uh, and then jump back in with us. We encourage you to have us on uh, while you're doing things. That's totally fine. Uh, if you're getting breakfast ready or getting kids ready for school or getting yourself ready for school or for work, that sort of thing, uh, we're going to be going for about half an hour discussing this first section of Luke chapter 5. Um, I reckon that's about all you need to know. I'm going to say a prayer and then we're going to get into it. Alice is going to read our passage for us today. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us wisdom and understanding. As we listen to your word, may we know you better, love you more, and learn to please you in all we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Over awesome. to you, Ella. So I'm reading, um, yeah, from Luke 5, chapter, verse 1 to 11. Um, one day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little, uh, put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so, that, so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled, up their, so they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. Thanks, Ella. Now, Andy's going to retell that in, our own, in his own words, just to... Uh, you know, get a bit of a sense of what we make of that passage. We like to do that. It's a good way just to sort of 
see if we've taken the story in. So, Andy, over to you. Uh, yeah, so Jesus is hanging out by a lake, as he likes to do. Um, it seems pretty common that, I don't know, I guess a lot of their population was probably centred around bodies of water, so I guess that makes sense. Hmm. Uh, and there were people coming around him, uh, and he realised there were probably too many people um, that, you know, maybe not everyone could see well or whatever, so he asks one of the uh, owners of one of the boats nearby to um, let him use it and go out a bit. So sort of had this, like, floating stage i guess where he could preach from uh so he was teaching people from the boat when he finished he said to the owner of the boat hey let's go and do some fishing out um in the um in the lake um but the owner of the boat simon was like oh no we've already done that um and there was hardly any fish so yeah like what's the point um uh but um yeah but he's he said well i guess if you if you want me to all right we'll do it so he goes out and they throw out all the nets and they catch billions and billions of fish um just yeah too many fish for them to be able to handle uh, so they asked the other boat to come out and help them uh but yeah they they still keep uh catching more and more fish and the, the boats even start to sink just to interrupt i think it's yeah. technically a bajillion fish a bajillion to, fish yeah, one bajillion <laughs> two bajillion <laughs> um so uh yeah their their boats are just overflowing with fish that um yeah, and the owner of the boat, Simon Peter, um, yeah, is just amazed by it, and he he says um, to yeah to Jesus that he's not worthy to be in his presence. He's he's a sinner, and he's he's not good enough for that. Um, and yeah, he was just really astonished. Uh, there are some other people there as well, James and John, um, who were partners with Simon in in this little fishing enterprise. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Jesus says to Simon, "Don't be afraid. Um, you're going to come with me, and instead of fishing for fish, you're going to you're going to fish for people from now on." Um, yeah, and they just left everything behind and started following Jesus. The end. yeah, it's pretty dramatic, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Um, so our two big questions that we like to chat about is what does this teach us about Jesus, and what does this teach us? about people and so again if you're watching uh, live then do chuck your questions in the chat and your thoughts on those two questions uh before, so ella jump uh, you've got something that, go, go i'm i'm like i don't know much about fishing um what are we in the in the passage it says it's got these references that say um like put out i think that's like put the boat out is that does that symbolise anything, like, in terms of ancient fishing culture, and also the the partners on the in the other boat? Is that is that something that's going on? I wonder. Like, what's what's happening there? Like, is there is that their wives or? Oh, okay. So put put out. Yeah, I I'm no fishing expert, but put out into deep water is just. To take the boat out into deep water. Okay. It's just like I don't know. They probably don't sail those boats. They probably it's probably saying row out or you know. Well, it probably depend on. There might be a sail on it, but it depend on the wind. Um, and then the partners in the other boat, I think, would just be business partners. Yeah, I would, cool. I would think, yeah. Um, yeah, because it says working are you crew. talking? Are you talking about verse 10, Ella, with the partners? Uh, verse 7 I was looking at, but it could be both. 
Yeah, okay. So it says, yeah, so they signal their partners in the other boat to come and help them. But then verse 10, it says, they were astonished at the catch of fish. That was verse 9. And then verse 10, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Awesome. So I think cool. that's that's probably the clarification that you're looking for. Yeah, that's their crew. The other boat would be, yeah, it would have been James and John. It's interesting, you know, we often think of fishing as like that recreational fishing, take a rod, you know, go and lazily sit on a pier or on a, you know, in a boat and try and catch one fish. But like that's extremely ineffective if you're running a business. Yeah. It's net fishing's the way to go if you want to make a living. Yeah. Um so yeah, these guys are, are running a business and yep. you know, have multiple boats, a crew, that that would make sense. Uh, just quickly, morning to Kat in the chat. Hello. Hi, Kat. Hi, Kat. So um, this is, in Luke's story, this is the first time uh, Simon, Peter, and Jesus meet, right? Uh, yes. But they haven't I met previously. Yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, we just had Simon in, we had Simon in the last story, but I don't know if it's. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, went to the home of Simon. Yeah. Simon's mother-in-law. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So now they've they've met. Yeah. But the other and then the other guys maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so but- that probably adds a bit of context to when um like Simon says, but because you say so, I'll let down the nets because he knows that Jesus is here his mother-in-law before. Yeah. And he's called because he's calling him master. Mm. Yeah. Um, so treating Jesus as a rabbi, you know, sort of a He's giving Jesus some authority there already. Um, mm. Okay, but he's already met Jesus. I guess if, and I guess if maybe James and John already know him as well. Because you think it's a pretty pretty dramatic thing to go, all right, ditch the business, we're heading off with Jesus. Yeah. And I guess they've seen it a pretty dramatic. Is, does, does, do you guys classify this as a miracle? Oh, yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah, there's certainly something miraculous happening, you know. Like, as you said, you know, Simon is is an experienced fisherman. Like, he's he's got this, assumably, fairly successful business with two boats and, and whatever. Um, hmm. And he's he's just said that um, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Um, yeah, so I would say that's, yeah, at the very least, it's Jesus having the sort of, miraculous knowledge that this is going to be a good time and place to fish um yeah, yeah. it's special isn't it yeah 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 i think the fact that their nets well. are beginning to break and they can't fill two boats if it was like oh they went out and they caught five fish after having been there for all night it would be like wow jesus had this really special knowledge but i think the fact that they were out all night and then their nets began to break because they had so many fish yeah. is like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm yeah i think in the next story when he heals someone with leprosy that's probably a, a bit more like all oh, right okay that's a you know <laughs> that's not just local fishing knowledge you know like or mm. or great scientific knowledge but it's sort of, yeah, it's, for me there's some of these things that Jesus does that are like, is that a miracle miracle or is that just like something really special? But, yeah, it's certainly in the realms, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, though, because they know him already, 
well, at least Peter does, then that to me that makes more sense of them going, all right, yep, yeah, we're just dropping everything and following him. Yep. I'm not sure the, the the fish thing would be quite enough. It would certainly be enough to go, all right, well, let's have a let's sit down and have a chat about that. Like maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know whether we would, would would do everything, but because they've already met, they probably know him. They're already Peter's already talking about him as a, as master. Um, it then makes sense that the story finishes with them going, "All right, we'll change our lives, the direction of our lives, to follow you." Well, they've also heard him heard him te- heard him teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe that was convincing for them as well. And I think I think the language of the introduction of the chapter, um, you know, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake, um, mm. I, f- I feel like that implies that he's been in that area for a, at least a little while. Um, you know, previously in chapter four, verse 31, um, it says he went down to Capernaum um, and he taught and blah, blah, blah. And then he, and then he goes and stays with Simon. So I feel like, I felt like this passage of time is actually, is actually taking you know, at least a, at the very least, a few days to maybe a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so so I think Simon Peter probably, you know, had spent um, a fair bit of time with Jesus. Perhaps you know, he's always he's saying at his house, he healed his mother-in-law. Um, now the fish, and yeah, as he said, Ella, uh, hearing him teach the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, Die in the chase uh, has an interesting question. Uh, how do you tell when a miracle happens? Sometimes they can be subtle, and sometimes not. Uh, yeah, as we were just talking about, you know, sometimes it's it's an extra um, number of fish in your boat. Sometimes it's healing leprosy. Um, yeah, in in our lives, that might be different as well. I actually looked up a definition of miracles once, and okay, so it gives two levels. There's the level that something happens that inspires awe and wonder, um, and then there's something. So, so that could be an everyday thing that's just really great, like a an amazing view or a, a baby being born or something like that. Um, and then the the higher level, I guess, of miracle is like that's a supernatural occurrence that that can't happen uh, unless God did it or some some supernatural being did it. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, I don't know. The fish one for me would say like, would seem to be maybe category A there, like it's in the lower level. Yeah. As in that could happen, you know, normally, but it still inspires mm. wonder and a sense of amazement in the, the guys who see it. Mm. Um, whereas, Someone being healed of leprosy when someone touches them, that's yeah. that's that it's top level. Yeah. You know, yeah. that just can't happen. <laughs> um, so maybe, I don't know, just in discussing Dice's question, I guess maybe that that sort of category would be helpful to sort of think about two types yeah. of miracle and those subtle ones, um, you know, are maybe that, that lower level. Um, and then you'll notice the big ones. But <laughs> you know, they'll just stand out more. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that might be one way to think about it. I've thought about that a lot, actually. 
Because I do I think mean, sometimes people say things are miracles where you're like, no, 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 that's that's not a miracle. That's, yeah. that's just that's a nice thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and that's really good. Like I don't, yeah, and then you feel bad when you say it's not a miracle. It's like, no, it's really good that that happened and let's celebrate it. But yeah. it's not a miracle. It's just a really great thing that happened. I remember driving to, I think it was a Camp Crave with you once, Kirk, and we stopped off at a bakery to get a snack. Um, I, I think we, uh, we had to get bread or something for the lunch that day or, or whatever. And it was you, me, and, and Lenny. And um, uh, we got, we're in the bakery and there were three vanilla slices left. And I was like, well, it's, it's clearly God is ordaining us to get, the, <laughs> to get these vanilla slices because there's three of them and there's three of us. Uh, so I think that was definitely a miracle. That was that top tier. Cat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, in the chat is saying, Cat in the chat um, is saying, uh, I also don't uh, think that miracles aren't just for the sake of it. Uh, Jesus is pointing to who he is and who God is fulfilling prophecies about the Messiah. Yeah. So, and vanilla slices, clearly. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jesus feeds the 5,000 with just a couple of loaves of bread. That bakery feeds the three with with three vanilla slices. That's miraculous. <laughs> the interesting there is that Jesus feeds them with bread and, and multiplies fish, which is like we've seen Jesus multiply fish before. So Jesus is, well, could be either multiplying fish or having knowledge about where the fish is. Um, if you're a Pharisee, you could say that Jesus was a bit fishy. Mm. <laughs> hey, um, back, back into the um, text. You know how he gets in the boat? Um, I read, I, I just coincidentally read this with my kids the other day. And um, I asked, why do you think they got into the boat? And they gave a good reason, which was um, he wanted to get, get a bit of separation from the crowd, you know, and not, not be sort of stuck next to them, which is a good reason. But also there's this, um, I learned this reason, uh, I think someone told me, but I also just learned it accidentally at, um, when I was just swimming with a group of people, that water act, can act as an amplifier um, to, to your voice under certain conditions. So actually um, the, the situation was it was, a, it was a lake and someone was out on the lake and they were speaking to me. I was on the shore, and they were quite a long way out. You know, like they were they were out. The water was quite deep, and you could just hear them so clearly because the sound there's an effect where the sound sort of bounces off the water. You have this crystal clear, as if they were standing right in front of you. It was quite an amazing effect. Yeah, cool. And so there was this theory that someone put forward that um, this was actually a a common way for people to um, to do public speaking was actually yeah, right. um, if the if the conditions were right, obviously it couldn't be too windy and um, the water couldn't be too choppy. But if if the conditions were right, it's actually quite a good way to to amplify your voice was to just take a boat out a bit from the shore and be heard. What type of person would do the public speaking, Kirk? Oh, anyone who wanted to be heard. Okay. So, for example, a, a carpenter who's wanting to teach to a group of people. Yeah. Cool. So, that's, yeah. That's one example, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, at this point he's being treated as a rabbi, right? So within Jewish culture, people would want to hear from him. Mm. Um, 
a rabbi being like a, what would be the current equivalent? I mean, the direct translation is, is teacher. Um, yeah, like maybe so a, maybe like an academic who's also got a public profile, you know, like hmm. who would be a, um, oh, I'm trying to think of like maybe a, a well-known equivalent. Um, like uh, uh, Norman Swan? Dr. Norman Swan. Yeah, yeah, maybe someone like that. Like, yeah, if people don't know him, he sort of he speaks a lot about the coronavirus, you know, um, uh, on ABC and, and a few other yeah. different publications. In, in Christian circles, you've got someone like Tim Keller. Yeah, um, yeah, sort of people who are are well studied, sort of respected in their field, um, and and known to be like, oh yeah, I'll go and listen to what they've got to say on this topic. So, yeah, Jesus, as much as he's controversial and a lot of people didn't like him, obviously a lot of people were like, oh, Rabbi, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll at least listen to what he has to say. Mm. And obviously, you know, there's people crowding around him. There's plenty, there's plenty of interest in what he's got to say. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, we're heading into our final third of the half hour. So let's add in our final question, which is how should this passage affect the way that we live? Uh, often the most important question. Uh, that we should ask, particularly, I think, in a passage like this where we actually get to to see the way um, normal people re- respond to Jesus. Mm. Um, well, Kat in the chat has already answered this question. She says uh, we should start having church services at the lake um, <laughs> for better amplification, which was better than my thought, which was to just fill the church with water. Um probably a bit easier just yeah. that would actually be really helpful with corona <laughs> like surely if we can have outdoor services but we can't have indoor yeah uh, go and check the amplification on the diamond creek duck pond and see, <laughs> see what it's like yeah um but more seriously uh i think being being encouraged by i mean it's such a quick sentence right at the end but so powerful and and um, yeah whatever that they pulled their boats up on shore left everything and followed him that mm. as as soon as jesus was like come and follow me and and let's let's fish people together they were like yeah no question ditch our boats just go mm. um and like i don't think the encouragement is to just leave your responsibilities behind but but to be prepared to, yeah, lose your successful business to, um, I don't know, walk away from something successful to in in order to follow Jesus. Um, that, I guess, yeah, Jesus is is always the better option. Um, yeah, isn't it interesting that Jesus says to Simon, "Don't be afraid." Mm. Before, he's, he, so he gives him the mission. You're gonna, you're gonna um, fish for people from now on. But before he says that, he says, "Don't be afraid." Mm. Um, and that's partly in response to the fact that Peter's sort of saying, "Leave me alone because I'm sinful." But also, I wonder if it connects to, you know, what they're about to do. <laughs> um, so it is a big thing. Like it's that's quite intimidating, maybe to think like, oh, would I leave everything and 
mm. and follow Jesus. And Jesus is saying, it'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we even, like, we see that faith in Simon even before them. Um, like, yeah, I think verse 5 stands out, like, Simon answering, Master, um, like you said, Kirk, um, and then because you say so, I will let down the nets. Like, we see Simon kind of um, gradually becoming, um, yeah, like a, a follower of Jesus, like really taking steps, um, which is cool, and then and then taking the step of leaving everything. Um, like Simon's Simon's putting faith in Jesus. Simon's faithing in Jesus. Um, yeah, and and kind of um, growing as a follower of Jesus, um, which is really cool and really encouraging, um, and a really cool reminder to kind of um, yeah take take faith in jesus and the and the things that that jesus um yeah tells us to do hmm. uh cat's asking that maybe uh the fact that simon was uh afraid indicates that it was a miracle that, um perhaps mm. he was afraid of what jesus was capable of um yeah, you know, if he can do this, then what else can he do? Like, oh my goodness. Um, even I would, yeah, like I think his response of go away from me, I'm a sinful man. It's not even like, what else can you do? It's like, mm. you are powerful and I am not. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, true. And he's starting to see Jesus as, because, okay, so in the previous story, Peter's seen him as a healer. Mm. And now he sees Jesus as having power kind of over creation itself mm. um, so the scope of Jesus power is getting greater Peter's cottoning on to the fact that this guy is extremely powerful mm. I guess he's cottoning on to the fact that he's the son of God basically <laughs> you know he's really like maybe he can't quite express it in those words yet but he's he's you know I just find you know, Peter cops it a little bit for for being a coward at times and a bit gruff at times, but he's pretty switched on, I reckon. Mm. He gets it. And so he's like, all right, you know, like I, I'm i not a holy enough person to be around this guy. Mm. Um, but Jesus makes it clear that he is most welcome and, in fact, is uh, giving him a very important mission, which I think for all of us is really important, you know, for anyone watching, like, and and for all of us, like, any sense that we're not worthy to be with Jesus in connection with Jesus, in relationship with Jesus, Peter's relationship with Jesus I think is really key in this. Yeah. Um, in understanding that you are, uh, it's not to say that Jesus wouldn't want us to change anything that, we're doing obviously love us to be less sinful and, and to cut things out of our life that are, are, are bad for us and bad for others but um you know he doesn't go yeah you are sinful you need to to get away from me he's like yeah. all good yeah mate. yeah absolutely and the story of peter really is that is that that story um for for all of us that um you know he's he's obviously thinking he's not worthy now and Jesus is saying no 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 you you definitely are that's 
don't worry about that don't be afraid and then by the end of sort of the the life of jesus you know peter denies jesus three times in, in the garden the night before jesus dies um and and jesus knows that uh, he, t- he tells him that it's going to happen it does happen and then when jesus is resurrected um he comes back and and forgives peter and actually sets up peter as the the founder of the church mm. um and yeah like that just I, th- I think that just speaks so powerfully to the message of jesus that that it doesn't it doesn't matter what you've done like jesus is still willing and able to forgive you and use you powerfully yeah so he forgives him here or he offers a you know a sense of forgiveness here but it's not like but then that's a continual thing it's part of their relationship the whole way mm. through yeah um so it's not like it's done here and then you know, move on it's, it's a continuing dynamic and it's not like peter just starts here and then he's like now he's a perfect person yeah, yeah. um and a perfect follower he has to learn how to do it which yeah. is really significant mm. hey guys it's about to tick to 8.30. It's been great to have a chat about Jesus with you and to start the day uh, with Jesus and with you and also with you watching uh, in the live chat uh, or if you're catching up, hopefully it's been encouragement to you and helpful to you. Uh, we'll continue to do this. Um, I don't know, it's Cup Day next week. Oh, so true. Maybe we'll move the day. I don't know. We'll have a chat could about we do, that. Could we do Bible brunch? Because <gasps> it's a public holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll have a chat about it. We haven't decided what we'll do for the public holiday. It's public holiday yep. in Melbourne. If you're yep. um, watching in Melbourne, so we might. I don't know. We might move the day, or yeah, move the time slot. We'll see what happens. Um, and we'll keep an eye on our on socials. Our for that. Media. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, St John's DC. Instagram, St John's DC. Uh, and I'll, I mean the the stream will be you know i'll make that as soon as we make a decision so you'll be able to see it on youtube as well uh, with yeah, the yeah. Time. we'll put the thumbnail up days in advance so you'll be able to see the time that it's going to go up yeah um uh and we'll just continue on in luke chapter five so if you want to read ahead and sort of get your own thinking ahead before we um do it together you're most welcome to do that yeah. ella would you like to close us with a prayer awesome i can do lord and heavenly father You have brought us safely to this new day. Keep us by your mighty power. Protect us from sin. Guard us from every danger. And in all we do this day, direct us in the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. See you later. Awesome. See ya. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek.